So the scripture is coming from Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 through 14, and it reads, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So that scripture um, is coming from, let me give y'all the backstory. So I actually had the opportunity to um, see one of my favorite motivational speakers, Eric Thomas E.T. Um, actually, two of my favorite motivational speakers, Eric Thomas and Jeremy Anderson, happened to be at the event and was kind of hosting it. And it was just amazing because... They talk about, you know, how to get successful and how to make it to that point. But I love that it was an actual like church service on a Saturday morning, y'all. Like they had the praise and worship. It was held at a church. But basically, um, Eric Thomas was just saying, you know, in order to get to success, we got to take a step back. You got to get to one. And, you know, he said, a lot of times we're more than one person, you know, we're a legion, which is of many, but the spirit talks about one. And he was just basically saying how we're always, you know, so focused on, you know, trying to, you know, succeed, but not thanking God for where you are right now and what he's brought you out of. And, you know, we get so caught up in, not trying to do the things for us, but do the things so people know that we're doing the things and have the things. And that's not how it's supposed to be. And when we do those, those things, you know, that starts to allow us to have other people's opinions in our heads. And it's just, it's not going to go. That's not how you're going to get to success. You can't go two ways at once. That's interrupting the progress. And so he really talked a lot about that. So I just wanted to share that. Um, his top three reasons as to why, you know, we aren't successful is because one, we are living backwards, not forward. And the second one, he talked about um, how we're always resistant to change. And that one, who that one got me all. And then the other point that he made was us holding on to grudges. So those are things that can, you know, be blockers for what we're trying to accomplish. Um, so just wanted to kind of give that in. Um, it was a lot more that he said, but those were the main points. Um, and I definitely think that it can, you know, encourage somebody along the way. I know it definitely encouraged me because I, I'm sometimes resistant to change. I'm growing, but I like to stay in my comfort zone. But I just really loved how he really tied in the word to it. Um, so yeah, enough, enough chatting here. Can you guys guess what career we're going to be talking about from the clip that I am about to play? I love ballet. Now, I never had the body for it. <laughs> hey, you dance? I used to. Today, I have the honor and privilege to interview Gabrielle Slaughter. 
Um, I don't know where to start. She wears so many hats. She's a professional dancer. Um, she's a model. She's an influencer. And if I'm not mistaken, um, you do have a nine to five, right? With like program management or something like that. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. I work for a nonprofit called the Andrew Goodman Foundation. Cool. Yeah. So you're, you're doing a lot. So definitely kind of want to tap into your journey here. Um, but funny story, um, I actually um, found you um, through Lauren. Um, and this is way back. I actually went to, I think it was Fusion, um, the dance performance center that you guys yes. dance at. Yes. Um, it was a show that you guys had. And I want to say this is probably like 2013 2014 and my mom dragged me to the show because <laughs> her friend had a daughter kiva that oh was- yes <laughs> and so i was like mom i don't really want to go to this she's like you're gonna come and i was like oh wow and i definitely enjoyed the show like it you know it wasn't just like your, your average hip-hop choreography like it really brought in my eyes to the different styles of dance and then I actually went to Valdosta with Lauren. And oh, so wow. I was like, wow, like this is such a small world. And like she mm-hmm. posts you and just us incorporated and stuff like that. And I was like, let me see what, what she's about. And I was like, I have to have her on the show. So just a little backstory. <laughs> oh, wow. I love that. I did not know that. And that's so great to know. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> small world. <laughs> but definitely want to jump in there. Starting off with you being a professional dancer, that was back in 2013 2014 i saw that show so when did you start your your dance career um i started dancing when i was three years old um and i started more so like it's a studio where i learned like ballet tap jazz and then i transitioned to more like majorette band dancing um my sophomore year i mean my junior year in high school so i was like 16 when i transitioned and then I went to college and I danced at Morehouse well, while I was at Spelman. And that kind of transitioned into my professional career because I was able to, being in Atlanta, I was able to see a lot of professional dancers. And my dance team, Mahogany in Motion, for Morehouse College has a lot of professional alumni. So I was able to see their transition from studio to majorette to professional careers and it, it kind of inspired me to feel like I could do it as well. That wasn't something that I originally planned like when I was younger, I did want to be a professional dancer, but the more I grew, the more it felt more so unrealistic for me. But I guess now it's like literally a dream into a reality because of people supporting me and encouraging me, just affirming me and my gifts in dance. So yeah, that's how I ended up dancing professionally. Wow. So I kind of want to go back. You said you started at the age of three. So mm-hmm. I feel like there are times where either you have from birth, you knew you wanted to be a dancer or a lawyer or a teacher, you know, mm-hmm. and then you have the the other bunch that's kind of on that journey to figuring out what they want to be mm-hmm. and not so sure. Um, for you, you, you know, you jumped into it at a young age. Were there ever any times where you felt like maybe this isn't what I want to do? Am I just sticking it out because my parents are putting me through classes? For sure. Um, With any art, there's going to be like times where you don't feel as creative or like you have blocks or you just feel like you're, I'm also very hard on myself. 
So if I wasn't getting the success that I felt like I should have been getting or seeing the results that I felt like I should have been getting, there were times where I definitely wanted to quit. And there were times where I took breaks from dance. Like I said, I um, transitioned a lot to different styles. And I think that that helped me a lot because I was able to find myself in different styles where I didn't feel as like accepted or as like that other styles like ballet and things like that fit me as well as more so majorette and jazz and heels fits me now. So I kind of had to, it was more of a trial and error. So I had to figure out what, where my place in dance was and stop trying to fit myself in all these different boxes and being hard on myself when I didn't fit because it just wasn't for me. Um, so yeah, there was definitely times where I quit. <laughs> I took breaks. I just had to give myself the necessary space necessary to be able to love it and not make it my life to the point where I hated it because it's always been a passion for myself, but I don't want it to ever become like the only thing about me, just like Gabby, the dancer. I've always wanted to be a layered individual so that I'm not so focused on dance and putting as much pressure on myself about being this amazing dancer or being the number one dancer because we're all competitive and hard on ourselves about our passions. Yes. No, I love that you said that. I think sometimes a lot of people, they go after things that, you know, they've been dreaming about. And then as soon as it gets hard or it's not really working out the way they imagine it to, it's like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. But I love that you, you know, just shared that it's okay to take those breaks, step away from it a bit and just kind of get recentered and refocused. So thank you for, for sharing that. Um yes. And just the, the different, you know, I don't know much about dance. Um, and so there are definitely many styles. And I love that you were able to kind of dibble and dabble into different styles of dance until you were able to find what sticks and what works for you. So you're having this dance career throughout high school, throughout college, but you also majored in political science. So you kind of have like a, a I want to say a split desk of, of passions and things that you're you're looking to go for. So tell me what it was like, you know, entering college and balancing your time between dance and, you know, your coursework to, you know, graduate. Yes, that was definitely not the easiest thing. I would say that I was extremely focused in college. Um, I'm a lot more lenient with myself now since I've graduated. But when I was in college, I feel like I put a little bit too, too much pressure on myself to do all the things that I wanted to do, um, including like pledging a sorority. And yeah, all of those things, I put a lot of pressure on myself. But I was able to do it just by like staying focused. I just mainly went to practice and focused on school. And I just kind of stuck to the things that I was passionate about, like during my time at Spelman. Well, Spelman is kind of where I realized that I was passionate about social justice and things of that nature regarding to law and more specifically like prison reform, wrongful conviction, things of that nature. Spelman opened up those doors for me and showed me how I can do it in many different ways. Um, I think that in the beginning, I was really stuck on becoming a lawyer. But then I started to realize that I don't have to be a lawyer to to be able to support social justice issues or to be able to support these different things that I'm passionate about in different ways. There are celebrities who do it every day who are not lawyers or who do not have JDs. So I was, I began to just be more lenient with myself about those things and, and allow myself to pursue the things that I want to pursue without 
putting so much pressure on myself to save the world because that's kind of um Spellman's motto is a choice to change the world so it kind of stuck with me that I wanted to have an impact but like I said I'm more lenient with myself now and not putting as much pressure on myself as I did in college that's one thing I do regret (laughs) (laughs) no definitely college is one of those times where it's like we feel like we have to do everything in those short four years to start off successful and everyone has their own journey own path and so just kind of realizing that and and taking that step back so that's that's awesome to hear now with you being a political science major I kind of want to see how I want to take this because you're kind of doing both at the same time so after college what was first like what was your plan did you say like hey let me start you know pursuing dance more professionally or let me you know go into social justice and and really start that that career what what was that process like for you well my plan my senior year in college what I was planning to do after graduation was to go to law school so this is where it got really hectic for me because I again I was putting a lot of pressure on myself so I was studying for the LSAT which was which is very tedious and very hard to say the least um I put a lot of pressure on myself studying for that test it made me feel very inadequate because it wasn't the easiest thing to do like I would take all these practice tests and I wouldn't get the score that I wanted and it would just frustrate me beyond measure so I was applying to law schools and it wasn't going well Um, in regards to like acceptances. I really wasn't getting many. I only ended up getting one. Um, But this was around the time I was a 2020 graduating senior. So this is when COVID hit. So when COVID hit in March, this is my senior year. It really just made me sit down and like reevaluate my life and the things that I want out of my life, the things that I want to be doing currently, the things I want to be doing in the future, all of those things. So during that time, I had an option of going to law school, but it didn't necessarily feel right to me. So I decided not to go, which was a big thing for me because I feel like having school, being in school is it is easier for me because there's an end goal. Like you always know what the end goal looks like. You know exactly where you're going, you know, like what the next steps will be in a career like dance. You never know what the end goal is because you never know what somebody's going to create. You never know like what you're going to be a part of. Like you just have to like really walk on faith in regards to that. So it was during that time that I decided that like, I didn't want to start studying for the LSAT again. I just knew that I couldn't put myself through that again. Um, And I didn't want to be in law school in that moment, not saying that I wanted to put it out for the rest of my life. But in that moment, I knew that I did not want to be in law school after sitting with myself for months because it was something that I was trying to force my whole senior year. I was just like, this just has to happen because I think that when you're in school, you feel like you have to have something, especially when you're graduating. Everybody has all these amazing things that they're doing and you want to be a part of that. And it's not easy when you're confused or you're not 100 percent sure about what you want to do. So I just had to like give myself grace and just literally just go for it. So I started just going to dance classes. Like I had never really trained professionally. I had only been on like teams or at a studio where my parents were paying for it. So like me going to dance classes on my own, training on my own, being an individual was something new to me. And it was very scary at first, but I'm so glad that I did it because I love dancing and being able to like make money off of it was something that I never imagined that I'll be able to do so 
yeah, that's kind of how I ended up here, which is pretty random. Oh, but in regards to my job, um, I actually worked as an ambassador while I was during my senior year at Spelman for the organization that I work for now. Um, at the time, my boss ended up being a Spelman alumna and she just kind of offered me the job. So I just really got blessed because if I wouldn't have been offered that job, I, I probably would have went to law school and I probably wouldn't be here right now. Wow. It's so I, I kind of want to go back to it, how you, you know, you said like sometimes it's with dance, it's, it's not an end goal there. You, you don't know it's uncertain. And so in times throughout your journey so far, in those times where you've been uncertain or just kind of going for it, what has been that foundation you can hold on to to be comfortable in the, in the decisions that you're making? What, what was that for you? Mm, that's a tough question. I would say um, just like having faith, faith in myself, faith in God, that he wouldn't put this dream in my heart if it wasn't intentional or if it wouldn't have positive result or just a good result in general I just had to like literally trust that trust the voice in my head that was telling me to follow that dream and to stick to it even when it got tough um because like my parents that I wasn't they're not supportive of it but they weren't like like I said there's no clear vision so when I'm saying that I want to do this it's just like you're leaving a very clear path to go down a path that's so not clear. So that was a difficult journey for me, just having to literally kind of do it by myself in a way, not really have the support that I was used to. Um, but yeah, I was just having to like stick to like faith and believing in myself and believing in everything. It's like truly betting on yourself. That's something that I never thought that I would be capable of doing, but like the amount of confidence that it's given me just to be able to say like, I believe that I can do this has been life-changing truly. Yes, I love that. I think for us now, like our generation, it's really taking that chance on yourself and, and having that faith. And I think without it, you end up in places you never thought that aren't good, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, it'll point you to, to the right direction. So I love that, you know, faith and just having God there for you is, is something that, that you're big on. Um, and it's landing you to, to big opportunities professionally. Yes. Thing. Um, want to talk about that? Um, now from what I I know and what I've seen, you danced with Rick Ross for I think it was Legends of the Streets tour. Was that your first big break um, into professional dancing? Yes, it was, and so that was not that girl because <laughs> <laughs> that was very unexpected. Um. I had only been training professionally for not even a year because I started in October 2020 and that opportunity came in August of 2021. So it was very shocking to me because I wasn't expecting to get like a, a big gig until maybe like at least two or three years in or until I was more confident because at this point I'm still not really that confident being a professional dancer. Like I've just been taking classes and just trying to gain more confidence as a dancer in general. But yeah, it just came out of nowhere. Like I literally just got a call that was like, do you want to perform in this show tomorrow in Charlotte with Rick Ross? And then it just kept going. Like then we went to London and performed at the Wireless Festival. And then we um, we did the tour. And it was a great opportunity and it was a great experience. I definitely think that it helped me figure out what I wanted to do in regards to dance. And after that, I kind of shifted more so my goals. Um, 
and dance. It's not really more so. I don't really want to dance with artists as much as I did before. Um, mm-hmm. Now I'm kind of focused more on TV and film. Before artists, I'm not. I'm not against dancing for artists, but like when I first imagined myself being a professional dancer, I didn't know exactly what that would look like because there are so many layers to it. Like you can be. You can be in a company, you can be um, dancing for an artist, you can be on TV, you can do it a lot of different ways. So I, it helped me to figure out exactly the which jobs I wanted to take. And it also helped me to be comfortable with saying no, just helped me to learn like more about myself and what I want. Even if something seems like a good opportunity to everybody else, if it doesn't fit you, you don't have to take it. Um, and that was just like the biggest lesson of that in general. Yes, no, I love that. And it's definitely paying off because I, I saw something, I think, earlier this week. You were casted for um, Pantene Gold Series. And yes, yes. So you're really out here making your dreams come true. And that's amazing to say at a young age, you know, I went out for it. You know, there are some tough times maybe, but here I am. This is the reward for all of the hard work and the effort that I put in. So that's that's amazing to see. Thank um, you so much. Yeah, definitely. So now that you are kind of making that shift to more, you know, TV productions and, and dancing with that, is there anything that you've had to switch up or unlearn to kind of make this transition into that industry? Um, no, I wouldn't say that necessarily I had to unlearn anything. I would just say that it just comes with a different level of confidence. Um, and the TV and film jobs have kind of like reaffirmed me more as a dancer because it's so much kind of like you just, they just want you to show up as your best self and and other jobs, like working with an artist, you kind of have to fit the mold of that artist and you kind of have to move when that artist says move and things like that. But in regards to TV and film, I get to be more of myself and just call for what the character wants if it's if it's like something where I have to do a little acting or something like that. But yeah, I think that it's not nothing that I necessarily had to unlearn. And I also used to act as a child. So like... Since I was like 13 to kind of like my early 20s, I was actually signed with an agency and I did like acting and modeling. So it wasn't something that was unfamiliar to me, but I always wanted to incorporate dance more. And when I was doing it, when I was younger, I didn't really know of dance jobs on TV. Like there was a lot of things I didn't know of. Um, So being able to do that now, incorporate dance into acting has been amazing for me because I was always more passionate about dance. Acting was something that was interesting to me and it came natural to me as a child. Mm -hmm. Um, But now it's been a little harder because, you know, as an adult, you overthink things. So, yeah, I would say that the only thing I had to unlearn was just trying to fit into a mold instead of just being myself. Got you. Okay. No, that's that's amazing. Now, kind of want to switch gears here. So... With you going into more TV and and film as far as dance, are there like auditions you're going to? What what's that process like in actually trying to land a gig in that industry? Well, yeah. So there aren't really any auditions in regards to TV and film. It's more so like a word of mouth type of, type of situation. Um, 
and having good relationships, like the most important thing in really any industry is relationships, but specifically the entertainment industry is relationships. So the way I show up on any job is kind of how I'll get booked for another one. If they felt like I did a good job, they'll ask me to come again. And I know that that this a choreographer will know that I can handle the pressure. I can handle the job and I will be professional. I'll show up on time. I'll show up with good energy. I'll just do things that I'm supposed to do. So that's kind of how you keep getting booked in regards to that. There aren't really auditions. It's just like people knowing you, people trusting you, and people knowing that you're going to do what's necessary for the job each and every time. Networking is definitely key. So now I'm curious, how does this tie into you having a, a full-time job? I'm sure, you know, with the tour that you were on, you know, dates may have, possibly conflicted or you know how how are you balancing the professional dance career as well as your full nine to five career it's definitely not the easiest thing to do but I would say the biggest lesson I've learned in it is just communication um communicating with my boss like when I need time off not necessarily telling them all my business but just telling them like I won't be present during this time or I have to do this and taking like the time off that's necessary. My job is remote, so I don't have to go into the office. Um, but just staying on top of my work and communication is key. Like just letting people know. And I, my boss is aware that I'm a professional dancer and it hasn't really conflicted yet because when I was on tour, like the shows were on the weekend. So the main thing was just me being tired because like we might have a show on Saturday or Sunday and I might fly in Monday morning at 8 a.m. and I have to hop on Zoom at 9 so that was challenging for a while, but it's always like temporary, like it doesn't last forever. It's not like I'm consistently doing this every weekend. So I just have to find times to rest and find times to wash my clothes and things of that nature. But <laughs> I'm able to like stay on top of it. It wasn't extremely difficult because my, my job isn't too strenuous. I work with students, so it's kind of, it's easy for me to relate to them. It's easier for them to relate to me because we're closer in age. So it's not extremely challenging, but it's definitely not the easiest thing to do. Well, I love that one. The job is understandable um, because I know a lot of times, especially our generation, everyone has the nine to five and a side hustle or different projects that they're working on. And sometimes the nine to five is yeah. like, okay, do I need to let this go? Because I can't, you know, yeah. live out my mm-hmm. dreams. So one, that's amazing to hear that your job knows what you're doing. You know, you're able to have that PTO and really be able to still do both things. So that's awesome. And so just kind of shifting gears, like I said, for everyone that's listening, she wears many hats, period. <laughs> um, and so social justice, you're doing things outside of, of you know, you pursuing that career. I kind of want to talk briefly about just us. I know it's a community organization that you're a part of. Tell me a little bit about that and what you guys do as a whole. Okay. Um, well, Just Us was started in 2020 by my lovely friends, Lauren and Brio. We all grew up dancing together. Um, and our goal then, that was like the height of like a lot of things. Like, you know, George Floyd happened in 2020, um, Breonna Taylor. So a lot, high, a lot of these social justice issues were happening And we just wanted to, like, do something and just feel a part of the movement, the, like, the renaissance in a way that was happening that year. Um, So we just got together and wanted to, like, literally provide resources for our community, which is, like, DeKalb County, kind of metro Atlanta. 
Um, so our goal is just to like keep our community educated on elections um, and just provide for the community. Right now we're doing a, a warm winter drive and Lauren started doing those in 2015. So that's something she's consistently been doing. And with since Just Us was created, we've, we've been able to do it on a larger scale, um, have like more intricate partners. Um, we did it two years ago and we were able to like have a really big impact, which always feels good. So yeah, the main goal is just to be able to keep our community aware and like have a platform that is able to distribute information and from a young voice so that people so that people our age know that we relate to them and we can relate experiences to them so they'll know the importance of voting and showing up as a civil, um, your civil responsibilities, things like that, the importance of them and how they connect to them directly. Yes, I love it. I love it. Definitely a movement to, to stand behind. I think, you know, a lot of us and myself included, um, we aren't very knowledgeable about those things. We don't really take the time to know our rights and really fight for for justice really you know we just see like the headlines on the news and the social media headlines and it's like okay you pick a side and you don't even know what's going on right exactly (laughs) it's definitely something that's important and i just love the fact that we have a young black woman who is pursuing this because we are definitely needed <laughs> um, mm-hmm. in, in this area. And so I know this is still a journey that you're on, but you know, within this journey, what's been one of the biggest obstacles, whether it be dance, social justice, just in general, what's been your biggest obstacle and how have you been able, excuse me, um, to overcome that? I would say my biggest obstacle would be like overthinking and anxiety. That's something that I feel like a lot of people struggle with. It's more so just affirming yourself every day. And like when you feel yourself like slipping into those moments where you're like in a way mentally abusing yourself, just like being too hard on yourself or just giving not um, promoting positive thoughts into your mind and saying negative things to yourself, like it's going to reveal itself in your real life. So that's something that I've definitely struggled with, like being in auditions or on stage, even is definitely not the easiest thing to do. There's a lot of people watching you and you have to just be confident in yourself because that's really all that matters. Like nobody knows, well, not nobody, but people who aren't dancers don't really know like what you're doing. So as long as you look confident and like, you know what you're doing, people are going to enjoy it and vibe with you. So yeah, the biggest thing that for me has just been like affirming myself and literally promoting positive thoughts into my mind about all aspects of my life and never allowing myself to like consistently say negative things or just be negative in general or have negative energy about anything that I'm doing. Yes, definitely positivity um, <laughs> because we, we just live in this world full of negativity, chaos, judgment, just everything. And so mm-hmm. just to know that you, you know, like for me, I have my daily affirmations and I have screen time on when I need to be on social media or sometimes I take social media cleanses and it really just kind of rejuvenates everything for me and center it back to the bigger picture and me being happy and what I want to do. So that's yeah. amazing to hear. Now, with all that you're doing, mm-hmm. it's a lot. Your, your schedule is probably busy. So what do you do for 
self-care or a day outside of the work, the dancing, the community service, the social justice, what do you do? <laughs> well, I have a, a puppy. I'm pretty sure you've been hearing him cry this whole time. <laughs> but yes, that's my dog, Seven. And he's like literally the light of my life. So I just love to like hang out with him. Um, that's a hobby of mine that I love. And I'm also very creative. So I like doing creative things like going to um, paint pottery or just like fun creative things like that um and I love self-care in regards to like spa days um things of that nature always cheer up my mood massages things like that but really just spending time with my dog and my family I love spending time with my family because I'm from like Atlanta or metro Atlanta I go and visit my parents a lot and that will always change my day or or give me a new energy hang out with my friends they always um, brighten my day as well, or just like make life worth living because they're not. We're all we all do different things, so we're never like in the same industry, I guess you could say. So it's always just a breath of fresh air to not have to be surrounded by like dance all the time. So having like friends that are outside of dance has been like one of my most intentional things because I like to have like a space away from it, and things can get messy when everything's connected too much. Oh so, yes. <laughs> yeah, those are the things that I love to do the most. I love it. I love it. Well, as we wrap up here, definitely we we talked about some big things, okay? Because mm-hmm. you, you're just doing it, and so you have to let the people know where they can find you um, and everything that you're doing. Okay. Well, mostly I just post on Instagram, and my Instagram is at Gabrielle Slaughter with two R's in Slaughter. Um, for now, that's all I have. I'm working on like a website and things of that nature. So I'll definitely send it to you when I get that together. But for now, just follow me on Instagram. Make sure you guys follow her. Um, and Gabrielle, thank you so, so much for just coming on here, sharing your journey and really just being transparent. You know, a lot of times we hear how someone got from point A to point B, but it's like, okay, what happened in the middle? Did you mm-hmm. go this like what what did you do to get there? You know, what are some struggles you went through? So you just being open and, and transparent to share your story, I definitely appreciate that. Well no, thank you for seeing the light in me enough to even ask me to be interviewed. I really appreciate that. And I wish the best for you and your platform. It's great what you're doing and I'll definitely be tuned in when you release all of the interviews guys so before we go of course we have to do the business spotlight for this week and this is going to go to Lahair Skin um, and Lahair Skin is actually a nonprofit. Um, it's a nonprofit charity organization Lahair Foundation and they have attempts to bring royal clear glowing skin to everyone all right that's coming from the average working person to the overlooked foster child um you know everyone deserves to feel you know special and inherit that royal skin so that's what this this business spotlight is for this week um Lahair does face wash um face brightening serums hair gel and hair oils so i need you guys to go follow Lahair um, on Instagram at Lahair Foundation as well as going to laharefoundation.org to make sure that you purchase some products.